All right, happy Tuesday to everybody. Welcome back to All 22. Well, it's Monday. We record this on Monday, but you'll hear it on Tuesday. There's no way you'll hear it on Monday. Anyway, back here, uh, Fred, as usual, our co-host, uh, Mr. Kelly Dawson, the immaculate, wonderful Superman. Um, hey, I'm just a guy, man. <laughs> Fair, it's okay. My job is to hype people up, so, you know, um, I'm going to keep trying to do it well. Um we got a lot to cover in today's show. We're just going to go ahead and uh, and dive in. Hope everyone had a wonderful um, Thanksgiving, in spite of the challenges that might have come with it. I uh, hope everybody was safe. COVID is still real. Um, so if you did travel, you know, not here to judge any people, understandably so. Being stuck in the house you know, by yourself for, what, nine months now um, can, can get a little rough. Just uh, my exhortation is go get a test. This yeah. week, if you did travel, I think that's the least you can do. We're not judging any folks for for traveling or seeing family. Um, you know, if we know folks needed to do that. But at the very least, uh, you know, go self-quarantine and and, and uh, be diligent, be a good adult, and uh, and go get go get yourself tested. Um, rundown of the show. So we're going to introduce a college football segment back into this thing as that season heats up. Um, I guess heat up might be the wrong word because there are cancellations every, <laughs> every which yeah, way. Yeah. This season just has a big asterisk by it. I mean, it doesn't matter how it turns out or who wins it. I don't um, think it's going to finish. I wouldn't be surprised. It's about to, I, next I month is about to get really bad. I don't think so, man. Next month is about to get really bad, or this month whenever you listen to yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to finish at all. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but I do think I don't think they'll not crown a national champion though. Oh, they can't do that. They're not going to do that. Which in that case it'd be Alabama. Um, yeah. Which I mean, I'd actually be okay with. It's probably what it's going to be anyway. Right. Year. And so it's just in a, in a year this crazy, this unpredictable, this out of whack, the team with the best program, the best head coach, and the best players is going to win a national title. Yep. And if the season doesn't end, this should just be like it was like pre-BCS, just like this, this team is number one, here's your national championship. But yeah. like you said, even if the season does end, I don't see anybody staying within two touchdowns of Alabama. I don't see a team. Like, especially now, because early in the season, of course, their defense was pretty much trash. Yeah. And I think what – I think playing Ole Miss very early helped. Yeah. Playing the Georgia team, not because of their offense, just because, you know, that's one of the better teams, better defenses for sure you're going to see. And playing those two teams for sure early, playing Texas A&M early – they got that team way better. They're they're peaking, man. Uh-huh. And I don't like you said two touchdowns. That offense can't be stopped. That's no. without Jalen Waddle. That's without. <laughs> That's without Jalen Waddle. They still can't be stopped. So yeah, yeah, man. They're they're the best team in the country, and it's. I don't think it's close. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll still talk we'll, about we'll, it, yeah. but. <laughs> It's it's all right. I I and they actually rescheduled that LSU game to this Saturday. That does, if I was why? LSU, I would not have been pushing for that to be rescheduled. That thing is gonna be ugly, man. Is wait wait? Are, do they have fans? LSU does have fans. That's well. It doesn't even matter. Well, LSU their fans are gonna come no matter who Oof. they play. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't have rescheduled that. Bro, that thing is gonna get bad, bro. It's gonna be ugly, man. I think it might be seventy to twenty-five or something. Man, no, for real. Like legitimately, no. I really, really, I really think Alabama <laughs> think has they, a shot at seventy they, points. They whooped Auburn. Yeah. That, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll talk about that. Um, so we'll do a little little weekend in review uh, and then discuss our 
Power 16 uh, in the college football realm. Uh, and then we'll get into our NFL segment. Quick weekend in review. Uh, Falcons, Titans, Saints all went big. Uh, the Washington football team needs to lose some games. They won Thursday, and that's not a good thing for them. Um, but time permitting, and after that, we'll get into what's the best current opening uh, GM-wise in the NFL. Quite a few already. Falcons, Jaguars, obviously going to be some more open lions. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into that um, today. So that's the rundown of the show. Uh Quick housekeeping, um, Cyber Monday. So we got a Cyber Monday sale going on right now, um, and we'll do that. Actually, we're going to extend it through Tuesday, December 1, 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Every purchase on the site of $29.99 or up is uh, going to be 20% off. So uh, just use the promo code RLCYBER, C-Y-B as in boy, E-R. I'm going to get you 20% off for any purchase on the site, $29.99 or up. Um Perfect time for you to buy my new book. Um, it's a poetry book. I'm not okay. Thanks for asking. You get it on the site, www.relentless.love slash releases. Use that code with it as well. Uh, you can buy some merch, you know. Um, look, all, all the ways in which we know people listen to the show. I look at the catalog um, on Spotify, and I also look at the <laughs> reviews um, on, on Apple. Not the reviews, but the, the, the data. Um, so we love that y'all listen to the show. Definitely appreciate it. Um, but you know, we're, we're a small sort of startup grassroots organization, um, no ads, maybe we'll get there one day, but in the meantime, uh, those are some wonderful ways to, uh, support us college football rundown, uh, an eventful weekend, even though a lot of games were, you know, canceled, uh, the big 10 is just cancel King, um, which yeah. uh, I guess is big what you and FSU, man, oh. <laughs> we got to do a whole show on the, the, we have to like literally like a midweek show, <laughs> midweek rundown of FSU football. The article when you sent me that Man. article, I just read it like two days ago, Man. and like I was happy it came out because I keep telling like you know I have some Miami and Florida fans that are friends and. Now they're at the point that they're like, man, I don't even want to clown her no more. What happened to FSU? <laughs> right, right. It's bad. I'm it's like, bad. bro, this is going back to 2014. I'm telling you. Oh, it was just man. covered up because of folks like Jameis Winston, Dalvin Cook. That's it. So, the crazy thing is we all knew it in 14. We all knew it. We, like, we knew it, but the win, they were still winning. Still games. winning. Yeah. So, yeah, man. And, and it all... When, when it happened in 2017 with Jimbo, it was just like, dang, how are they bad? They have yeah. all these recruits. And yeah, man, we'll have to do a whole show about that. We'll have to. I mean, even because I just did my first mock draft of the year. You can check that out on uh, www.relentless.love as well. And I'm like, this guy's got talent. Like, I got Marvin Wilson and Asante Samuel Jr. being high second round picks. I mean, and that's just those yeah. two guys. They got a lot of other guys on that roster who are going to make NFL training camps, let alone actually 53-man rosters. Mm-hmm. I mean, no team like that should be that bad. I, honestly, a good off-season series might be just examining these once-dominant programs and how they get back. Nebraska comes to mind, too. You know, I, we probably won't get into them today. I love Scott Frost, but, like, it might he just ain't. be time to recognize Nebraska. Just It's not going to be back to what it used to be. Uh, so it, it's a point where it's like, okay – you give them more either if you give them more time, you're telling the world we're just not who we think we are. And that's fine. And that's fine. If you fire him, you still think you're Nebraska of 1990s. Yeah. But you're not. Yeah. 
So, you know, there was all the, the whole debate when um, I can't remember the coach from um, Arkansas who got fired two years ago. So he got fired. Willie Taggart got fired mm-hmm. um, in 21. I think it was 21 games, both of them. And everybody was looking at Scott Frost like, is he going to get fired? Now he's what I think one in five. He just lost. He just gave Penn State their first win. Yeah, and they've been awful. They've been bad this year. So it's like you know, Scott Frost, are you the guy for the job? I mean, granted, even if you don't believe Nebraska is one of those blue blood programs, they shouldn't have the record they have now. No, there's there's no excuse for that. Is what no. I'm saying. No. no. I feel you. I mean, they're boosters. Yeah. You know, they've still got money running through that university. Now, granted, you know, I, there does come a time where they got to understand the money. They still got the money coming. Yeah. I think, you know, Tom Fraser and I mean, Tom Fraser, Tom Fraser, Frank, it was Tom Fraser. I'm yeah. tripping. <laughs> um, Frank Selich, like the, just the, the Lawrence Phillips days, like that was, that was 25 years ago. Um, now I think on Nebraska's end, it's just like, they had, they had decades of just like a long, Right, but yeah, that yeah. was all under just an incredibly historic elite coach in Tom Osborne. Yeah. Um, and like if Nick Saban went to Nebraska, he'd compete for national titles. If Urban Meyer went to Nebraska, he'd compete for national titles. I think Florida State, Nebraska, Michigan, I think even USC now are programs. USC, like Texas. Te- we need to do a whole show on Texas. Texas. I'm telling you, those are five. What was that, five programs? That was five programs. The problem is. And this is, oh, uh, this isn't biased. And I've looked at the stats <laughs> and looked at the numbers. Michigan isn't who they think they are. Nope. Texas isn't who they think they are. Nope. They're not. Historically, when I'm thinking about great program, like think about Bobby Bowden's heydays. Oof. They're winning not 10 games, they're winning 11 games a year. Every year. You know, conference titles, going to the national title. And if they're not in a national championship or winning it, they're they're uh, ranked in the top three at the end of the season. Uh-huh. So Michigan historically hasn't been that. They've just been playing longer than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, they're like an eight to nine wins win team historically. Yeah. yeah. And you have your great season every once in a while. Texas is the same way. I remember looking this up. Vince Sean had a couple good years, but Mac Brown, even when he was there. You know, wasn't a lot of eight, nine win teams, yeah. sometimes 10 wins. And that's it. Not saying that's bad. But when you think about Ohio State, when you think about Alabama now, you know, teams like that who you're like, OK, that's a great program. That mm-hmm. program is competing for a national championship every single year. That's mm-hmm. not those. That's not those two programs. And that's fine. So with Florida State, it's it's. It's crazy because you had the bouting years. Then he tailed off at the end of his years. I think the last three years, he was like, you know, seven and six or eight and five or something like that. Jimbo had a nine win season. And then you see seven straight 10 win seasons, six or seven straight 10 win seasons competing for a national championship, winning the ACC. So you think about that and you're like, okay, that is a blue blood type of program. Yeah. (laughs) They're not, they don't fall off long. Yeah. Like right now it's been three years. Yeah. So we'll see. Once you get into these, I don't want to say tailspins, but once you drop a tier, it's really hard to get back. I mean, even Alabama, 
Alabama has some dark days. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. So it's not a matter of like, you know, Nebraska, Michigan, Florida State can't get back to those levels. And I'm not even going to consider Florida State now because they won a national title six years ago. So this is more so, you know, Texas last national title was a long time ago. Vince Young was a long time ago. Uh, they just don't seem to get it. That was 16 years. Yeah, 15 years. Like, <laughs> you know, y'all are a step down there with Michigan and 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 USC. Um, and Texas historically just hasn't really been an elite program. You mentioned this, and we'll have to dive into this. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> the, the Texas brand. Yes. Everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, the long money. Too. Yes. Yeah, the long. that's what it is. The long. That's why with that Texas and them, I never understand. I never understood why are we so enamored with Texas A&M? They haven't won anything. They just have money. That all money, man. That's I mean, great. money is a good thing. But as far as wins on no, the I football field. I feel you. I feel you. No, you're right. You're right. As far as wins <laughs> on a football team, a uh, football field, Texas A&M was never like that. No. <laughs> no. So, uh, they yeah. had a nice stretch with Bear Bryant. And then they just have those nostalgic days. But it's like. Those yep. those world money institutions, the Texas and Texas A and M, they just think they should be elite at everything. It's just like it's more to it than money. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. We're we're gonna have to do that series actually in the offseason. Yeah, see, we just talked ten minutes and we can go for two Man. hours. <laughs> Man. Um, they gotta fix that though. Nebraska's one and four, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I, I like Nebraska. I like Scott Frost. It's just they're just not better than anybody. Yeah. In that that conference. Yeah, and they don't. They I mean who. There are some prospects in the bracket, but you can't you can't build it's a title contender. It's tough to recruit in Nebraska when you, you've been bad for so long. Right. Because with Florida State, granted, re- recruiting isn't everything. You still have to develop the talent. And that's another thing why they've been poor. The 2017, 18, 2017, 18 classes that I can recall, like off the top of my head, those players just haven't developed real well. Yeah. So it's not about, it's not just about the recruiting rankings, but at least you're in Florida. Yep. <laughs> at least yep. you're right next door to Georgia. You recruit well in the DMV. Like you have a history of that and you have your name. So you can get some legacy kids and mm-hmm. all it takes is one class. Um, it, it takes one great class. <laughs> It takes one really good class and not even just talking about the numbers, one good class of solid football players who love football, who love that program. Yep. And then the rest of take care of itself. <clears throat> That's it. Now, you know, maybe Scott Frost has it coming. He's got right now. He's got the 18th ranked class nationally fourth in the big 10. Maybe the other teams have it coming as well. Um, but like you mentioned, there's just not who they thought they were. And I do think a lot of this has to do with like national demographic changes and trends as well. I think big reason why Michigan is not as good as it used to be is there's just not as much talent in Detroit as there used to be. You used to be able to build a national title contender just by getting kids to stay home in Detroit. Um, that ain't really the case no more. Ohio State has adapted. They've built a huge infrastructure in Florida and the DMV. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. with some of the Exactly. Of course, they, they're stealing from Michigan, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just built the infrastructure. Alabama is Alabama. And it's like Nick Saban and Alabama were the perfect fit. You get a school with unlimited resources and the guy who's the best that he, you know, ever to do his thing and it just collides, but every school can't expect to find that. Anyway, yeah, we'll have to, we just yeah, yeah, yeah. created a whole new, <laughs> whole new, we'll do that soon. Whole new episode here. Um, Sarah Fuller was, became the first uh, woman in a power five college football 
um, to play. She uh, kicked off for Vanderbilt in the second half of their blowout loss, which is just what Vanderbilt uh, does. By the way, that relieved Derek Mason of his duties. Or I think it was a mutual um, parting of the ways, which whenever somebody goes to Vanderbilt and is respectable, um, yeah. you, you've done a good job. Uh, but yeah. historic moment. I was happy to see it. All of you guys who comment on stories and tweets and Facebook comments about, oh, I hope she gets broken in half and that's no accomplishment. I want you to know, I wish you absolutely nothing but negativity in your life. Um, <laughs> and what? and what you are a scum of the earth. Like, do you hate women that much? Um, <clears throat> anyway, we wanted to, wanted, to give, uh, wanted to give her a shout out. Um, is Notre Dame for real? Let's just transition into it. You know what? <laughs> I've watched, of course I watched the Florida State game and um, I watched... They won a close one, a low scoring against Pitt. They beat Clemson for all the folks that said Tre- Trevor Lawrence would have beat them and blah, blah, blah. Trevor Lawrence that. doesn't play defense. Yeah. I don't believe that. And the kid, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. His name. I'm going to just call him DJ. Um, he's already the second best quarterback in the ACC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he threw for 360. And I think three touchdowns, no turnovers. So, Trevor Lawrence doesn't play defense, like I said. Notre Dame has Brian Kelly played Alabama 2012 in national championship, and he realized I do not have the offensive line, defensive line that these SEC teams have, so let me build my offensive line. That's an offensive line factory. Mm-hmm. And right now they have the best O-line in the, in the country probably. Absolutely. And they, they're going to run the ball on anybody. If Ian Book can be respectable, I feel like they can comp- they can beat anybody in the country not named Alabama mm-hmm. if he plays respectable. And the defense is good enough. I love the way those linebackers play. The defense is good enough to compete with anybody. Um, so I, I think they're for real in a sense where they're not going to get blown out 30-0 to zero in the playoff game. No. Now, they may or may not lose the first round or that first game, but – it's not going to be a blowout like last um, these last few years. So I feel like they can compete with anybody. Nobody's competing with Alabama this year. So I'm hoping – I don't even like Notre Dame, but I'm hoping that they don't get the four so they don't have to play Alabama in the first round. Yeah. Just so I can see them play another team and have a respectful, uh, respectful game and to show the world that, you know, we're not just going to lay down. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. This is just – me being a football fan, <laughs> I yeah. want to see them compete in that national stage. No, I agree. I mean, you know, some some sports are just better when certain teams are good. In the NFL, things are better when the Raiders are good. In the NBA, things are better when the Lakers are good. And when the Knicks are good. They haven't been good in such a long time. We don't remember those days. But I promise you, kids, when the Knicks get good again, if ever, <laughs> you're going to realize basketball is just more fun gonna, when the Knicks gonna are good. There's going to be so many Knicks commercials. Oh, man. It's going to be great from a cultural standpoint, from mm-hmm. a, you know, whether or not you like it or not, New York is still the mecca of basketball, whether, you know, you agree with it or not. And when that team finally gets good, basketball is just going to be better. The culture is going to be like, it's just going to be wild. Uh, Like I said, NFL with the Raiders and college football, when Notre Dame is good, college football is better. Whether you hate them or you love them, it's just something, another element to add to it. Um, And this team is for real, like you said. Now, would I pick them against Alabama? No. Would I pick them against every other team in football? Yes, including Clemson, including Texas A&M. And Notre Dame-Clemson, too, is an all-but-foregone conclusion. 
And I want Clemson them to may very well win. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to beat a team. It's hard to beat a, a good team twice in yeah. one season. You got the film, you know, those those guys, Dabo and his staff, they've been together for years. It's those guys get paid what they get paid <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. So if they don't beat them, I'm hoping they stay at two. I hope so. And I'm hoping they sneak in. Because one of the SEC teams at number four is going to be out. Yeah. Whoever that SEC, whether it's A&M, whether it's Florida, whoever that team is, Bama is going to be in the title game. So they're not going to be at four. So. Yeah. I, I'm weary. I, I hope. I don't think Notre Dame would beat them again in the ACC title game just because it's hard to beat a team two times in a row. I do think if they were to happen to play in the ACC title game and then in the college football playoff, which is more than a real possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it might be. I think Notre Dame would beat – I think it would – Notre Dame win the first one. I think Clemson might win the title game and then Notre Dame would win the third one. I, like you mentioned, that's my thing too. I don't want Notre Dame to play Alabama because I legitimately think Notre Dame is the clear-cut second-best team in the country. I this do team too. is for real. And for all the things you mentioned, you and I say it over and over again, it's not a secret – the SEC is elite, and then you add in Clemson and Ohio State because they have top-notch offensive linemen and defensive line. That is that is yep. literally the only difference. That's Oklahoma the is right up there from coaching, from from everything. They um, don't have that front. They just don't have the front seven. We see that every time they play somebody decent. Oklahoma last year, you know, um, uh, Alabama when Kyler Murray was there. I mean, it, it's, that's the only difference. And Brian Kelly got some dogs. I mean, they got Liam, some dogs, man. Liam Eikenberg is nasty. Um, who's the, first off, who's the best offensive lineman in the NFL right oh, now? Oh, Quentin Nelson. No doubt. Way, exactly. <laughs> like Mike, Mike, Mike McGlinch, They He's got an off. You just said he's got an offensive line. I'm telling you, man. Um, and that's why, look, I, I, I don't like the fact that, you know, Brian Kelly got more time than some other coaches who got time at Notre Dame. Yeah. But at this point, he's, he's going to be there forever. He's What's a better – What's a better job than Notre Dame? Good luck. Like, why would you – you don't go to Notre Dame – you don't leave Notre Dame if Nick Saban retires and go to Alabama. For <clears> what? No, it's too much more pressure. It's for, for what? You're following you're the independent. You yeah. create your schedule. If you do what you need to do, you're going to be a top-five team every year. Yeah. And you recruit nationally. The, the only thing <clears> – <throat> literally, the only thing he is missing is that elite dual elite quarterback. quarterback. Elite quarterback. When he gets that and that quarterback is there for three years, he might win two out of three national titles. It's going to be nasty. I mean, that front, that interior, that, that, those trenches on both sides of the football. Liam Eikenberg is going to be a top 60 pick. Jeremiah, I don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry. He's got double hyphen last night. <laughs> He's probably going to be a first round pick. I mean, they got some guys on the offensive and defensive line who are going to be, going to be first or second round picks, third round at the latest. Um, <clears throat> I think Alabama will still beat them like 35-21 in the national championship game, but but it'd be there. And if it'll be there, it'll be like you know they're gonna pull out, they're gonna pull off late type thing. Yo, it'd be like 21-21 at four end of the I mean end of the third quarter. The defense going to get a stop 
when they need to, Alabama's going to score. It's going to be like something. It'll be something like that. I could see. Uh, I could see Ian Book throwing an interception with 10-19 yep. left in the fourth quarter, yep. jogging off the field with his head down, and then it's a play action fake to Najee Harris and Devontae Smith scores, and that's the end of the game. <laughs> that's the yep. difference. But anyway, um, they are for real. I really want to see them come in at two or three. I don't. I don't want them to have to yeah, play Alabama too. in that semifinal. Um, speaking of which. Let's just go ahead and curl into our college football top 16. Um, I think I sent you my top four, but I want to yeah, you said you sent the sit you uh sent the whole 16, which is probably the same, it's pretty similar, yeah. Same, um, I think I had one team. No, we have all, all the same teams, kind of a little bit different order. <clears throat> This just isn't a good season. <laughs> it, man, what for I, obvious reasons. What I do love is all these mid majors. Love it. They're yep. playing good, man. Yeah. Like they, I'm excited. Like Marshall and you know, uh, I'm not a fan of BYU, but Cincinnati, Coastal <laughs> <laughs> Carolina. Like, it's some pretty good teams out there. Marshall, and I really think. You know, if it wasn't like on a neutral site, they can beat some of these other teams. Like, let's say Coastal Carolina plays, you know, Indiana one game. They can probably beat Indiana. Oh, and, yeah. And, or Coastal Carolina, Louisiana. I think Louisiana can beat Miami right now. I was just going to say that, bro. <laughs> Honestly, though. And I'm watching because I've seen a lot of Miami games. It's the Eric King or Bus. And you can't win, you can't win big time games like that. You can win some games, but if you have just quarterback or bust, you're just expecting him to do something spectacular and yeah. nothing, no spectacular plays are coming from any other position group, then you, you're not gonna win big time games like that. Yeah, you got limitations that are too obvious. So yeah, we I think we have all of the same 16 teams, a little bit uh, different order. Yeah, I think I would go reverse. Um, and whoops, I would go reverse. And I think one of the things, real life people here, real show. Um, <laughs> I I had Louisiana originally at sixteen and Miami at fifteen. I would probably flip flop that because um, I do think Louisiana, even at Miami right now, um, yeah, would man. beat them. Um, I love their quarterback. Like you mentioned, the mid-major squads, I got them lumped together. I got Oklahoma at 14. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's just been a weird season. They did lose to, to Iowa State, who I think is actually a pretty good squad. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Iowa State is pretty good. I actually got them at number 11. So my 10 through 16 is Georgia at 10, Iowa State at 11, Coastal Carolina at 12, Marshall at 13, 14, Oklahoma, 15, Louisiana, and 16, Miami. Coastal Carolina a few years ago made it clear they need more dogs. Um, I don't yeah. know if y'all heard that. <laughs> we don't need no bunch of meows. I think yeah. they were four and six last year. Yeah, and then that team is um, is well coached, uh, and and I think along with and I happen to think Appalachian State um, is a is a much better team than a lot of folks, especially last year. Um, Scott Satterfield built something there, and they left yeah. the cupboard not necessarily full, but at least medium. Um, I think a lot of these Sun Belt teams, man, are just really good and building really solid programs and it's going to start in the southeast man <laughs> look where they're recruiting from yeah man is <laughs> they're it's... recruiting they're recruiting the best guy they they might get 
the occasional three-star, but, you know, they're getting two-star guys. They may get a few transfers who couldn't quite cut it as a, you know, a guy from, you know, one of the programs like Georgia or, you know, Florida or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they have the guys. They, they're in the right spot. You just got to have good coaching. Mm-hmm. And they got it. Um, so my, uh, my 10 through 16, I have Georgia at 10 too. Um, JT, JT Daniels looks a lot Finally. <laughs> night and day better than those other two quarterbacks, but they had a hard time beating Mississippi State. Bruh. They had a hard time beating Mississippi State, man. Friends, what was um, Kirby waiting on? I, well, from, from what I've heard, the knee, he had a knee injury. That's right. I'm for, for, well, at first he wasn't cleared yet by the NCAA. Then he had the knee injury that was lingering. So, you know, I still don't think they beat Alabama or Florida. So Heck they, no. they have two losses regardless. Yeah. The other wins just look a lot better. So I have Georgia at 10, Iowa State at 11, Coastal Carolina at 12, Oklahoma at 13. I have Louisiana at 14. Hmm. 15, I have Miami and 16, I have Marshall. Yeah. <clears throat> same 16. I mean, it's a huge drop off once you get past sort of that 16 round. In the same way, it's a relatively huge drop off once you get past um, <laughs> six. So yeah. my top top 10 shouldn't come to anybody's surprise. Um, Alabama, number one, followed by Notre Dame, Clemson. Number four, I got Texas A&M. Do I think they're that good? No, but I'll explain momentarily. <laughs> um, then five through nine, Florida. I got Ohio State at six. Talk about that. Cincinnati at seven, BYU at eight. I got Indiana at nine, even though Michael Penix Jr. just came out that he tore his ACL. Yeah. I'm not gonna demote them because their quarterback because got of hurt. That. That's gonna happen by itself if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. They're gonna without... lose a few games just because of that, right? But in, in the meantime, you know, there, there's there's no, I don't think there's any efficacy of you know, docking them because of their quarterback got hurt. Um, I got Ohio State at six because at a certain point you got to play a certain amount of games to get into the playoff and be considered a good team like you you know it you can go if they didn't have to play purdue a couple years ago on the road they probably you know end up higher in the rankings if they didn't have to play iowa kinnick a few years ago they probably you know at a certain point like the, the 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 impetus of being an elite team in college football, especially because people vote on this, like you don't really uh-huh. get a chance to play everything out and schedules are so unbalanced. You got to have enough opportunities to either prove you can play or actually have to beat somebody. And what, what's the number? I think the number is eight, but yeah, what's the number? At least eight games from, if you want to be in the top four, you got to play at least eight. You got to play eight games. I mean, it, it, like, everybody's not going to have 10. Like the SEC did a, a SEC schedule only with 10. Right. So you're expecting at least one or two to get canceled. Mm-hmm. So you got to play at least eight games, man. And and granted, I'll say the committee hasn't set a minimum of games needed to right. put somebody in the playoff, which is why I've, I've hated this committee from the get-go. I think they make irrational, ridiculous decisions. Um, starting with the first time they put Ohio State in over TCU or Baylor. And no, winning a tournament does not justify inclusion into it. That's a totally different conversation that I'm happy to have with folks. I've made plenty of arguments for it. But anyway, um, they're 4-0. They're no. They've played four games. Their Maryland game got canceled. They were supposed to play Illinois this weekend, not got canceled. Michigan State game for this Saturday is in jeopardy. 
and they got Michigan next Saturday. That will put them at five and zero against a really bad slate of teams. Sands, Indiana. I, I just you can't put a team in the playoff that's only played five games. Can't do and it. You can say, oh, that's outside of their control. You know what? Maybe it is. Okay. And that's life. That's, that's life. life. That especially in a sport like football where that is gospel. Life isn't fair. That's too. That's too dang bad, bro. Yeah. You only played five games. Enjoy your trip to the Rose Bowl. But including them in over like a Florida None or Texas A and M, heck, even a Cincinnati and a BYU, they just haven't played enough games. Like, period. Yeah. I just, I just can't do it. Now I have them outside of. Um, I have them at five, but my uh, top ten have Alabama, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. I have Florida at four. Uh, Ohio State at five, A&M at six, Cincinnati at seven, BYU at eight, Indiana at nine. I think I think Florida, I think Florida can beat everybody but Alabama. Yeah, man. Big Cal trash. I, I, yeah. <laughs> like, I keep watching. Nobody can stop <laughs> Cal Pitts. Oh, he's George Kittle. <laughs> nobody can stop Cal Pitts. Cal Trask has been lights out Bruh. the defense has gotten better and when the deep this is the thing they're they're on the same trajectory as alabama as far as offenses ahead mm-hmm. defense was struggling defense is now getting better because they're playing more games mm-hmm. when the defense comes along this team is going to be hard to beat like i said they don't have the dog i, I don't think they can beat alabama but i think a talk it's a toss-up between them in Ohio State, them in Clemson, and them in Notre Dame, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I think literally it wouldn't surprise me if Florida beat any of them. Will I pick them? I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see when that time comes. But you, they have everything. They have a go-to guy receiver. Mm-hmm. They have a top-notch quarterback. Mm-hmm. Defense is getting better. They're known – that program is known for defense. The defense isn't going to be bad the entire season. It's just not going to happen. So – yeah, that's why I have Florida at four. Even though AM beat them, uh, I still think Florida is yeah. a better team. Yeah. I Even if too. you go back and watch that game, Florida puts that thing away if they don't fumble the ball. They're trying mm-hmm. to run the clock out. They fumble the ball. They let AM back in it. That guy doesn't fumble the ball. That game is over because Florida's leading. I can't remember the time, but um, yeah, man. I, 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 yeah, I think Florida's better than. Ohio State, AM, and um, and Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. So I'm hoping that top four, the top four isn't going to stay the same because Alabama will likely play Florida. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because if AM wins out, they'll play AM. Oh, it's not division based this year. I don't think they're not going division based. Ah. So they're going top two. So if Alabama beats AM, Florida does sneak in there. Yeah. <laughs> But then they get whooped. So, <laughs> but yeah, we have the same uh, top sixteen teams. Like you said, after six, it's a big drop off. Like they need to just have a tournament <laughs> between, you know, seven through whatever. Yeah, just make another tournament. <laughs> let them let them duke it out, and yeah, and this let is them duke it out because the top know, six on the league of their own. This is precisely why. I've never been a proponent of people. I was like, oh, we need a, a bigger playoff. No, we don't. Nope. No, there we are don't. rarely Just look at these teams. I don't yeah, want to see that. Yeah. Like, and 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 I say that just because I think people be like, oh, it's a different year. It's COVID. 
No, I think this would this would be what ratings look like in a regular year. Yep. The yep. Big Twelve is just not that good. Big Twelve is just not that good. Like th- yep. this is just just what it would be. Um, Oregon, the Pac twelve lost when Oregon lost. Yeah. Oregon then, State beat Oregon. I I was I was hoping they would lose early just so we can kill that nonsense because Oregon's not beating anybody in that top six. No, 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 no. <laughs> so and I like Oregon, but yeah, it's just. No, <laughs> just, just, just just not happening. Um, and, you know, I think I think Mario Cristobal has them on the right track as far as yeah. building, you know, strong offensive and defensive line play. But they're not there yet. Um, yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I think there's an outside shot that a Cincinnati or a BYU gets in. I would love to see them schedule a game to play each other. Um, on the last Saturday so they of the season. Avoid it. I know. I know. They can but avoid it, that now. It would bolster both of their chances, but to that end, I do understand why they wouldn't do it. And that if you had a reasonable committee that made smart decisions based on the field, they would probably put the winner of that game in at number four. Um, But this committee is endeared to themselves and their money, especially an insider trading organization. Um, And they're going to put Ohio state in any, by any means necessary, whether or not they deserve to be in or not, because that's just, this committee's corrupt. uh, And, you know, hey. it, it, it just is what it is, um, which sucks because they don't deserve to be in. Um, they're only going to end up playing five games, and it's going to be a travesty that they get in over a second SEC team or an undefeated Cincinnati or BYU. Um, but that's life. It is what it is, and that's why they shouldn't get in. Um, right. Anyway, <laughs> um, shifting gears to the NFL, quick re- weekend and review. Um, I guess if – Yesterday actually was kind of uneventful. I mean, it was. I don't. I didn't. I didn't finish a game. It was a boring week, bro. I know we <laughs> talked about the the KC and Tampa Bay game. It was a blowout until I don't know. KC let let the gas off, and you know Tom Brady. I guess kind of figure. I guess quote unquote figured out the defense. They just let the gas off. Uh, let the foot off the gas. Uh, Tom Brady made a few plays at the end. That game was closer, uh, but. Oh, Tyree is Tyree Hill the best receiver in the NFL? Um, no, no, but is Tyree, no, no, no. I would, he's not the best. Tyree Hill is the best, I would say he's the best weapon in the NFL. Okay, I can give it that because you're a slant man. <laughs> because, dog, if you don't get a hand on him, you're you dead. Shot. You're dead. Yeah, I mean. So, I put that entire game, that entire first half on coaching. Todd Bowles, I don't know what you was doing, bro. Man, but, and I like I like Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator, but and we yeah. said it. I didn't I never saw that game being close. And in all actuality, it wasn't. Um it wasn't. <laughs> like people look at final scores and like, oh, that was a close game. If you watch the game, it was it wasn't close yeah. at all. Um, and that's just the gap between that's how far Kansas City and Tampa Bay are. And New Orleans is up in that stratosphere. Um, And Tampa is just a step back. Tampa can win a wild card game. That's probably about it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. Then you have the Denver game. They don't have a quarterback. Man, they're running Wildcat 90% of the time against New Orleans. That was Fields, who I thought he was. You know, you get these, these NFL cats are too smart, they get paid too much. They get a game of film on you. Oh. <laughs> They're going to see how you're going to adjust. Because the, the real Taysom Hill is who we saw on Sunday. Yep. That's just who he is. Yep. 
So <laughs> that game was uneventful. Um, yeah, man. Uh, the Lions finally fired. Um, <laughs> Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Thank God. So a Falcon surprised me. I said I would never bet on a Falcon. You did. And look what they did. And I'm glad. I'm thankful for that because, you know, that's one more loss for the Raiders. So they need to just cancel this game tomorrow for uh, for Baltimore. <laughs> They're not. Because now Baltimore is ahead of them in the loss column. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't upset with that. Yeah. But yeah, man, that, that yesterday I, I, I didn't watch a lot of football. I got a lot of stuff done in the house just because <laughs> <laughs> the games were boring, man. I will watch, I will turn it on, you know, I'm doing everything else. It, it yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. The Titans, was, the Titans won Titans win surprised me by how much they won by. Yeah. Just because of the division win. Um Colts got him the first time. Derry, I hate Derry Henry, man. <laughs> Can't stand him. <laughs> Just the absolute freak of nature monster. He's a freak. He's a freak. But hey, hope I hope that man gets his long-term contract because he deserves it. He's playing on the franchise tag, man. Yeah. I think I mean he should have held out this offseason, too, in my opinion. Um they, they, they would have solved first two games if they would have played hardball. How much they needed him. Yeah. I mean, this is why these guys need better agents. But, like, you know, he should have sat out mostly because they got a pretty explosive offense. And you won't see it in yards per game. But, you know, I think they've got the the third most effective passing game in the league or as far as DVOA. And part of that – not a part of that. A huge part of that is play action. Yeah. And when you got that guy to fake the ball to, Ryan Tannehill, who's remotely mobile – here you go, AJ Brown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they're just you incredible. Don't have a front seven. Yeah. It's gonna be a hard, hard time beating the Titans, man. Yeah, you're gonna hate it. Hard I'm, time. I'm, it's gonna be cold. They're probably gonna have a home game. Yep. It's, it gets pretty chilly in Tennessee. So unless you're playing in, in, in a team in Florida, it's gonna be cold in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be hard to beat them, man, because nobody wants to tackle that guy. Yeah, look, I, I don't want to say it. I think they're a legit title contender, man. Even too. with Kansas City, they can go. I could see them beating Pittsburgh by two touchdowns. So now Pittsburgh may very well win that game, but if Steelers Titans play in the playoffs and Tennessee wins by you know one or two scores, that's not at all surprising. Um, I think it's just time to recognize Tennessee as an elite roster. Um, yeah. With the with the they coach, built, they build it right. Well, the coach who's getting there, um, build it right, man. And and so that was like I said, I didn't expect them to win that big um but uh their their win wasn't wasn't necessarily surprising um a surprising win was atlanta's blowout win um of las vegas i just wasn't expecting that granted you know sometimes football games are complex and nuanced sometimes they aren't and when you turn the ball over five times you're just gonna have a hard time winning regardless um i guess for a team who's in playoff contention who has as much time that's what's surprising yeah i just can't reconcile that they put a stat up last year. They were six and four this time last year, and, then and they went one and five. Yeah. So, hey, better <laughs> tighten up. And you know what? Like, that was. I, I don't think Derek Carr was playing this well last year, though. Yeah. He had his, he had a terrible game last week, but every other game he's played well. It would not surprise me if something like that happened again. I don't think they'll be that bad down the stretch, 
but don't be shocked if the Jets get their first win Sunday. That's what happened last week. Last year. <laughs> 30 to 3. Don't, don't be surprised if the Jets get their first win this Sunday. Now, if the Raiders lose this Sunday to the Jets, which I'm actually They're- picking to happen, they could come back and beat Indy and, and the Chargers in back-to-back weeks and get back into yeah. the playoff. We'll look, and then they finish with Miami and at Denver. But but they, go ahead. They better, they, they better win this Sunday. Oh man, it's gonna get well, that'll be for. three straight losses. It'll be three straight, and it might go down the drain again. And I think that that's a part of I think the larger look Gruden can coach, Mayock can draft. They've got a good organization there. But things like that become trends. And you don't want faltering down the stretch to start to become a trend because players grab onto that. Yeah. Starts getting into their psyche. And it's like, oh, this is happening again. Even guys who weren't there last year, like Henry Ruggs, no, they finished last year one and four, one and five. And you get the you get the uh the Brown syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland has sucked, and you're a part of that team now, and you just it just seeps into you. It just seeps into you, man. And it's it's human nature. It's hard. I don't care how much those guys get paid. Yep. It's hard to not gravitate towards that. Yep. Especially when you're getting paid. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I mean, you don't have as much to fight back against. When you're in exactly. Alabama, you just kind of continue to be mentally tough because you need to get on the field and have your coaches give good reviews to draft scouts. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that just don't exist when you're signing bonuses of $20 million and you got five $20,000 chains around your neck. I get it. Exactly. Um, the, the thing with Raiders Falcons yesterday for me is Atlanta just didn't play particularly well. Like that might have been the least impressive 43 points I've ever seen. And like 99% of that is Dirk Cutter, who's just an awful offensive coordinator and should no longer be calling plays at the National Football League level. But even the first quarter when they went down, I think they started both drives in Vegas territory and they only came away with two oh, field got three goals. points. Three points like, on each. Like, how does he still have a job? Like that team should legitimately yep. be seven and four, maybe even eight and three. And I can't put all that on Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was a huge problem, but their red zone offense has been the problem since Super Bowl 51. Yes, yes. Even with Cal Shanahan. No, I'm not the red zone. Excuse me. Uh, Time of possession, controlling the clock down the stretch. The red zone offense too, though. You were right. He struggled a little bit with red zone offense in 16-2. Like, it's been a problem since since Dan Quinn has been there. Yeah, and and granted, he has to take – that's primarily his responsibility at the end of the day. But now that he's not there, and I don't know the dynamics of the organization, you know, whether Raheem actually had the leeway to, you know, argue for a replacement for Dirk Cutter or whatever. You know, so that's that's something for insiders. I'm not, you know, Adam <laughs> Scheffner. I'm not going to act like I know the dynamic there. Um, but I would have strongly pushed, if I'm Raheem, for – an element of, look, I'm basically auditioning for this job. Can I pick my offensive coordinator and get a better one? That yep. was the ugliest. Like, that was the ugliest 43 points I have ever seen. <laughs> and Koo kicked what? Five field goals? Yep. He should have scored 60. Hey, that guy's automatic. Like, oh, I, think yeah, they, I think he's made 22 straight. Oh, they found an elite kicker. Um which I don't care what people – people like to rag on kickers nowadays, but that's an important position. It is. Uh, <laughs> and the Bears probably have a Super Bowl title if they have one a couple of years ago, different conversation. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in Atlanta, you know, just what we're thinking on the Falcons, but 
by every metric except the win column, this is a really good football team. They have a plus 14 point differential. Um, they've scored 295 points. The thing is, they've only given up 281 points, too. That's crazy. Like, they give up a lot of yards, but they give up a lot, but they, they are bending but not breaking much better yeah. this year, which means coaching matters because Raheem Morris is a fantastic defensive coordinator. Um, his first stint as a head coach was not that good. And that's fine. A lot of people's first stint as head coaches aren't good. It's like Hello, 33. Bill Belichick. Right. Everybody's <laughs> a Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Everybody. Exactly. Um, I'm starting to feel like I, I, I want him to get the job, but I also want Eric, Eric the enemy. Um, in, in I want him to go somewhere else. Who, Raheem? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I want him to get the opportunity to go somewhere else. Yeah. Or to just uh, be a coordinator somewhere for one year and then get the job. I don't want him. I want to see just an entire different regime in Atlanta. You know, no leftovers <laughs> from the previous staff. Just start it all over. Huh? Just start it all over. <laughs> so I was thinking um, this kind of, this ties into Atlanta too, since this is our last subject. My top three, my top three, I guess, teams if I was a head coach that I would want to go to, that I'm looking at. Mm. I'm looking at um, I'm looking at LA Chargers first. Oh, you got a bad one. LA Chargers first. Yeah. I'm looking at Atlanta. Then I'm looking at Houston. Houston would be higher, but they've messed up that those draft selections uh, as far as trading their picks. So they don't have a lot. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. And yeah, that I mean that that's the primary reason. Uh, you you have Deshaun Watson locked up though, uh-huh. but that that draft and that cap situation is horrific. Yeah, but I'm I, I would go with L.A. then Atlanta then Houston as my top three destinations if I'm a head coach and GM. Huh. That's uh that is not bad. I think I would go, <laughs> I would go Chargers. I'm gonna look at it from the GM perspective. Yeah, <clears throat> I would go Chargers number one. Just because you got Justin Herbert, you got the uh-huh. hardest thing to find already in place. Yep. It doesn't matter what regime you bring in, you got a bad boy there. So I'm gonna go Chargers first. I'm gonna go Lions next because you're gonna have a top ten pick. It's a whole lot easier to get rid of Matt Stafford's contract than it is a Matt Ryan per se. You're gonna eat about thirteen million dollars in cap space, I think, next year, but save twenty eight million, and after that, you're scots free. Go home to the Bills ring. Um, so Chargers first, then Lions. Uh, and then third, and actually, I don't know if the Chargers GM has been dismissed yet, but that should happen. Um, he hasn't, but yeah. when Anthony Lynn gets to, so I do want everybody to know we are projecting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just projecting. We're projecting. <laughs> uh, now the Lions job is open, the Jaguars job is open, the Falcons job, I believe, will be open. Um, anyway, Chargers first, Lions second. I will go with Texans third again from a GM perspective, again, like you said, because they do That's have Deshaun Watson now. You don't have any picks this year, really. I mean, they got their second-round pick. Um, but you can try to string together some stuff, hopefully between, you know, some under-the-radar signings here and there and know that mm-hmm. you got some first-round picks coming down the road. But, again, you've got the most important piece in place. You do. Um, fourth would be the Falcons. And, actually, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to put Atlanta three and Houston four. And the reason is you probably have a shorter leash in Houston because you've got the quarterback. Even though they just gave him an extension, there's a lot of pressure on you to build something around him without any pieces really to be able to build it via the draft. So I would probably go Atlanta third. And the reason for that is, again, I'm from a GM perspective. 
the cap situation is horrendous. However, you do have all your draft picks. You've got Matt Ryan. You've got Julio Jones, who may be at the tail end of their prime. But if you make a couple of good – Oh, you got two years. Two years. That's it. If if you if you get the right coach in there – and I said it before the season. I thought they were – I thought they had a chance to compete with New Orleans for the NFC South crown because – and their offensive line, like I projected, has improved. Caleb McGarry, Corey Lindstrom are good players. They still got Jake Matthews. They need a playmaking running back to help with some sort of play action. And then they need a couple of edge rushers. Um, their secondary is decent. I think I was wrong about A.J. Terrell. I think he's going to have a huge second-year leap after this. They have some holes throughout there. But, again, you don't need an elite defense in your secondary, even at the linebacker position with the right amount That's of coaching. Right. You can coach Bender Break, like you said. You just need some guys who can get to the quarterback. And if they can go out and find a way to get an elite pass rusher or two just good pass rushers, they can compete for the Super Bowl next year. I mean, that's not outside the realm of possibility. Um, like, they're a legitimate – and we always say, oh, they should have won this game. They should have – no, no, no. You cannot argue. They should have beat Dallas. They should have beat Chicago. They should have beat Detroit. That team yep. should very well be 7-4 and four, <laughs> without a doubt. Um it's two or three pieces away from right back in that contention spot. And I think I would take that because I can then start planning down the road. All right. I got these three guys in, let's go get a title. Meanwhile, these two years, Hey, I got to find me a a Matt Ryan replacement. I got to find a Julio Jones replacement. You just got more flexibility there than Houston. Exactly. Yeah. I feel you. I'm totally agree. Come on, uh, be enemy, (laughs) enemy, Lewis Riddick. I don't care where you go, just go together. Count me in. <laughs> I'm a fan of that team wherever they go. Hey, Brotherhood 2.0. Miami already created it. Oh, oh yeah. It I'm, I'm about to be a Miami <laughs> fan. I think they're hey, they might have a chance to win a division next year. Hey, <laughs> for the culture. For the for, for the culture. Um, man, that was a good show. We'll have to get back to some other stuff. Hey, we're dropping new episodes every uh Tuesday. And Friday, Tuesday is sort of a weekend review for both college football and NFL. Um, Friday, we'll go through each game, provide picks, projections, and then talk about some other uh, pertinent topics. So appreciate y'all joining us this uh, this lovely day. Uh, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends, social media, text, email, however you communicate with people. Um, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, buy some books, buy some merch. Buy some books. Yeah, man, we need some more monies in here. Everybody else asks you for money and you give it. So come support small business. Um, We'll see y'all Friday. Kelly, appreciate you, Brody. All right, bro.